is live again. It's Will's Take on Sports. I am the host, Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to, t- to join me today. 220. 2020. Interesting. All those twos and all those zeros. 220. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about the Champions League. What happened over the last two days on Tuesday and Wednesday. For those of you who don't know, the Champions League is the top European club football tournament in the world. Um, without a doubt in the world of soccer for those of you that want to call it that some I guess you could say a one surprising result in regards to Liverpool going to Atletico losing that game 1-0 Liverpool has really struggled over the last couple of weeks in regards to what they do um, as far as getting the ball in the net they have struggled with scoring and they again this time they were on the other end of a shutout or a clean sheet. One nil to Atletico. That's not a very good. That's not the Atletico team that went to uh, the Champions League Champions League final um, in past years. Uh, yes, Diego Costa is on that roster, but he's not the same player. And Morata uh, is not. He's not a top finisher um, as far as a center forward or a striker. So this team, and there's no Griezmann on this team. So this is a that was an interesting result to me um, with Liverpool losing to that because uh, Liverpool is the best team uh, in Europe. They're the top club team in Europe. Um, they were credited with no shots on goal, but they had chances in that game to finish. Um, Sadio Mane did was replaced. Um, after halftime uh, because he did receive a yellow card uh, during the first half. But that still had nothing to do with Mohamed Salah was still on the pitch. Uh, Firmino, of course, Gomez and Van Dijk, Van Dijk in the back. They still are. They still had the quality in the back. I mean, they played against a team that's known for their defensive style. And I got to tell you about Atletico's coach. I love him. I love that dude because he was getting the crowd excited, pumping up the crowd uh, during that match. I just love that dude, man. I love the way his team plays. No matter who's wearing their shirt, they're going to give you um, strong effort, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to maintain shape, so they're going to make it tough for you to score, but I still expect Liverpool to break through uh, against that team. And, they just didn't, but it's just the first leg. Uh, they play two. They play two legs. What does that mean? They play two matches: one home, one away, and then it's the combined score uh, of those two matches. So it's just one nil. Liverpool's just down one goal. They get the opportunity to still advance uh, as that second match will happen at Liverpool. PSG Borussia Dortmund. Great match. Great match. Uh, Neymar returned to the pitch for PSG. Uh, Pepe. I don't know how he got through on that, that play that set up Neymar's goal, but he was able to find some space and deliver a beautiful ball across the six-yard box to uh, Neymar, who put in the finish. But that young man, Holland, for Borussia Dortmund, just a goal scorer, just 
I mean, he was fortunate on the first one, but not that second one. That was just a beautiful strike to the top of the net. Dortmund's going to be tough on PSG because, like I said, uh, if you listen to this podcast in previous episodes, they struggle on the defensive side of the ball. They weren't so bad in this game, although, you know, both teams, didn't. it really didn't get cranking as far as the goal scoring until, like, the 69th minute. That was the first goal. So it was a a game of uh, really just back up and down for a good part of that match and finally the goal the uh, three goals came through as we got late in the match um that game was at Dortmund so PSG will get their chance um in the second leg at home to take uh to still advance they got the advantage of that one goal on the road so one goal at home and they're through cuz that's the if you score a goal on the road uh that that will break the tie the way goals so PSG will have an opportunity. Um, I'm not again. I'm not fascinated by their by their defense. Um, but anytime you have Mbappe and Neymar on a roster, you whew, you got a chance. You got a serious chance to put a lot of pressure on uh, the opposing sides um, back four, and that is what's going to happen. And another thing that I was very um, impressed with and happy to see that uh, uh, Reina, the young Reina kid, the young American, was actually substituted into that uh, Champions League match. So, again, he seems to be taking on that path of Christian Pulisic, um, a young American getting an opportunity with Dortmund. He's only 17 years old. Matter of fact, that entire Dortmund side is young. Um, Sancho, young guy, uh, Holland. Uh, young guy, nineteen, and man, he he's got some holes in his game, but he can definitely finish, and he's always in the right place. Seems like, especially over the first, I think it's seven or eight matches he's played with the team, he scored like eleven goals. It's that's nuts. That's 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 some FIFA video game stuff. But he is he he gets in the right place at the right time, and he finishes. Unlike. The guy um, on my favorite club team, Man City, Gabriel Jesus. I did, although they, Man City did not play a Champions League match uh, on this week or yesterday. They'll play theirs uh, next week when they face Real Madrid. But, man, Gabriel Jesus, boy, I tell you, any chances in that game, uh, in that Premier League match, and he just did not finish. He's just not finishing. You know, a guy that came in and broke through with so much promise when he first came to Man City, and now it's just a struggle for him just to finish. And they had him and Aguero on the pitch at the same time, and he just struggles, man. That That is what it is. But back to the Champions League, uh, Tottenham, they lost to uh, Isaac yesterday, Lipsick yesterday, and that's tough. But that's not unexpected. Uh, no Harry Kane, uh, no Christian Eriksen. Um, yes, they have the guy that, that pushed them to the Champions League final last year, uh, Morata, Lucas, uh, Lucas Mora, rather. And yeah, I'm, not, I'm not disappointed in the Tottenham or, or can't say that I, it's unexpected or it's a devastating loss for Tottenham. Um, it, still was, still, it was 1-0. Um, it's the Jose Mourinho style. Uh play the game, play a controlled game, try to, you know, control as much possession as possible and don't allow any gaps and play, 
you know, play decent shape on defense and keep the, you know, keep the uh, limited the chances of your opponent. That's Jose Marino style. That's the way he, that's the way his teams play. So there's no, <laughs> I mean, you can't say it's not an exciting um, brand of football. So you can't, I'm not really disappointed. I mean, what did they expect they was going to get from Jose Marino? And he's going to rub the players the wrong way as, as he rubbed Dele uh, Ali uh, the wrong way when he substituted him out late in that ball game. That's just the way Jose Marino is. Everywhere he's been and over the last couple of years in the Premier League, every team, yes, they do. They, they have some success, but the players really have a tough time with him. You know, it's, just, it's, a, it's not a very um, – harmonious relationship between him and his players. And I don't think it should be between a manager or a coach and his players. I mean, you, you want results. That's the main thing. You And positive results at that. So, no no big shock as far as Tottenham is concerned um, in their defeat yesterday. One of the main things that I want to also get into as far as the Champions League, I understand that, that you know, all those games come on them simultaneously they they all start at the same time i wish they would kind of play you know especially in the knockout stages play one at one time you know and then play another one you know maybe started started at what our um uh, eastern standard time it usually starts two forty five, three o'clock and play the other one like five thirty eastern standard time i know that would make it really late over in europe so or maybe make it earlier start the game at one and then start the other one at 3.30 or something like that. Just, you know, give us opportunity to see both matches, you know, one after another instead of, you know, they playing at the same time. But that's the way they do it. And as far as I can, I've, I've known since I've been, um, since they've broadcasted it in the States, um, it's always been all games start at the same time. So I wish they would do it just a little bit different. So get opportunity to watch um, both matches especially like i said in the knockout stages they usually happen on tuesday and thursday so i mean tuesday and wednesday so i wish they would just stagger it but that's just that's just a passionate lover of the game of uh football soccer as we said in the states just wishing for more i'm just greedy you know that's all i can say uh let me get into something else let me move away from the champions league and talk about uh what is going to happen this weekend in between the fight between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? Last match ended in, I mean, last boxing match ended in a draw. Tyson Fury pretty much outboxed Deontay Wilder, and Deontay Wilder knocked him down two times. Um, according to those who uh, analyzed the first fight, uh, the experts, they say basically Tyson Fury won that match, even though he was knocked down twice. I kind of find that hard to believe you get decked two times and you win a boxing match. I just don't see that. And I mean, he got clocked on that last one. I didn't think I didn't I didn't think he was going to get up, but he did because uh, he looked out. But he got up, so it's kind of <laughs> to me that's kind of yeah. You might have been you might outbox me, but you got decked twice. So if you ask me, I think Tyson. I mean that uh, Deontay Wilder won. It's going to be. Who's going? Whose style is going to prevail in this fight? Of course, Tyson Fury is a great. He's a he's a boxer. He has good skill, good defense. Um, and Deontay Wilder is a slugger. He's a puncher. You know, 
one good one good hit and he can he can drop you and Tyson Fury knows that. In this rematch, I'm gonna go with Deontay Wilder. I think that Tyson Fury, while he may be a good boxer, he may have good defensive skills. He I don't think I can say he's a world class, all time great defensive uh fighter or a boxer. And I think Deontay Wilder's skill set is better as far as punching and the slugging and just that one punch knock you out power and it just takes one time with Deontay Wilder you know so expect the jab 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 from the, um, Tyson Fury and expect the looking for the, the the knockout by Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury's doing a lot of chatter he's doing a lot of talking so he better be careful because he will be dropped all right into on to the NBA the NBA starts up tonight uh, the regular season resumes, but before they resume, John Beeline has decided to step down as the Cavs head coach. They're going to give him a new role. Um, who didn't see that coming? Um, the players were complaining about his style, his the way he coaches. Players won, and that's usually what happens. You know, it's hard to fire 15 players. You know, you can fire one guy, and and just not even beeline resigning is an issue. You know, he would have got – I think he was going to eventually get fired probably at the end of this year. So he probably saw the handwriting uh, on the wall basically that, hey, this isn't working. This was a bad experiment by the Cavs. Um, I don't, I'm just going to get my opinion. Maybe they're thinking, was well, their roster is so young, a lot of college-age guys, so bringing a college coach – um, and surround him with NBA veteran assistant coaches and maybe that'll ease the transition and plus he maybe he'd be able to relate to his young team. Didn't work too well. Those kids did those young men did not they they rejected him and plus he had that slugs, thugs or whatever the situation was that uh happened um in in a film session or something. He he said something along those lines. Uh, they said he said thugs. He said he meant slugs. Whatever. Who cares? You know, it's not even that serious. That's 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 a, something I think they should have handled behind closed doors. It should have never been. Uh, the inf- that information should have never been known publicly, in my opinion. You know, it, but hey, this is the information age we live in, and everything gets out at some point. So, not not really. I don't have too much more about that. Another move that happened before the regular season starts tonight, um, Reggie Jackson is going to probably be the backup or he can potentially be the starting point guard um, for Patrick Bev, who um, who's going through, who has a um, groin injury. So Reggie Jackson, bought out by the Pistons, is on the Clippers roster. No move to need, that doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, as far as that just makes the Clippers that much of an overwhelming favorite over the the Lakers or uh, it just doesn't. I'm not role players are role players. You know, they're going to have their moments in the playoffs. What you need in the, what you need in the playoffs in the NBA tournament is the superstars. And the thing that's concerning right now uh, for the team I picked to win it all, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, is the fact that Paul George is injured. He's not healthy. You know, he's got a hamstring situation going on. 
he came into the season with shoulder issues um, after shoulder surgery. Uh, got back onto the court um, sometime in, I think it was December. And now here we are going uh, mid-February, and he's got hamstring issues. So really the Clippers haven't been able to become uh, – they haven't really had a lot of time on the court uh, from the, the, with the addition of the two uh, superstars that they added to an overachieving roster last year with Lou Will, Montrez Harrell, and Patrick Bev and Shamit. And that's just going to – how would that play out um, for the playoffs? I think they still have enough, especially with the addition of Morris, to get by either the Jazz and the Nuggets. It'll be a dogfight, though. It won't be just – it won't be easy. I don't think uh, – not if Georgia is not healthy, I don't see – man, it, that would be a tough series with the Lakers. That would be a very tough series because you can kind of load up on Kawhi. Um Although I don't think the Lakers have anybody that they can really throw at him. I don't think LeBron's going to risk foul trouble. And he's not—he's just not the same defensive player he was during his time with the Heat or uh, when he first got back to Cleveland. He's just not the same guy. He probably can in spots, but on a consistent level, over 40 minutes, I don't think he can do that anymore. So I don't see him um, even remotely trying to guard Kawhi in a playoff series. I don't care if it is just six or seven games. But anyway, the Clippers got issues. That's the team I pick, but to win it all. But they they got some serious issues. Looking at tonight's schedule, you got Milwaukee at Detroit. Uh, Miami's going to Miami's going to play Atlanta tonight. I said incorrectly last week that Miami was going to play uh, Atlanta going into the All Star break. I was a Thursday off. It's this Thursday. Miami's going to play against Atlanta tonight. Um, Atlanta, like I said, Atlanta's that team. Their record is bad, but they they can scare you. At home, especially if Trey Young gets going, and um, it's this Miami's going to load up on him, of course. But it's other guys on that roster that can possibly hurt you. Also, I like the Hunter kid. I like that rookie. He 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 can score, and he goes to the basket. He he gives you effort, and that that's the difference between him and Reddish, in my opinion. Reddish is a kid who's fresh, one year out of college, and you can. And, Maybe the reason why he's not as he's not getting as many minutes in the rotation as Hunter is, that could have something to do with it. But I'm happy about this game tonight because I'll get to see it because it's Miami and Atlanta, and I'm outside of Atlanta, so it'll be a local game for me. Because the national games will be Brooklyn at Philadelphia and Houston at Golden State, two really games that should be lopsided because Brooklyn, although they do have uh, Spencer Dinwoody and some of those other guys. I'm not sure if Kyrie will be back tonight. I know Kyrie was voted by the players as the vice president, and there are those who have who are critical of that. I don't care about unions. That have nothing to do with me. I mean, as far as the NBA Players Association or the Major League Baseball Players Association or the NFL, I care nothing about that. I don't care. He's the vice president. It means nothing to me. I don't. So I don't. I'm not going to share an opinion about that. But anyway, it should be lopsided between Brooklyn and Phil- at Philadelphia and Houston at Golden State. Um, there's a thing with Golden State that possibly Steph Curry can come back. I'm agree with something else I I heard with from you know some of those that uh, give their opinion about sports on TV or, or or radio that I think Steph Curry should sit out the uh, the rest of this season and come back stronger next year. He's played a lot of basketball over the last couple of years, a lot of Finals appearance. 
appearances, so that calls a lot of basketball to be played. I think he should sit out the rest of the year. Come back next year. We'll see you next year. Um, him and Clay Thompson, you know, there's no need to come back this year. Get as many ping pong balls as you can. And I think they get give yourself an opportunity to get James Wiseman. That would be a great situation from James Wiseman because he won't have to try to come in and carry a franchise. All he got to do is just come in and do just a little bit or do do enough to give a presence on the inside. I don't know much about James Wiseman's game, but if he's listed as a center and he can at least play to his size, even in the NBA, that'll help Golden State out a whole lot, especially with Andrew Wiggins, with the addition of Andrew Wiggins, if he's still on the roster next year. So that'll give Golden State um, – uh, a, a solid roster as if they win the number one overall pick and get James Wiseman, but they'll still be good, you know, with Clay coming back with Steph and of course with Draymond and as if Andrew Wiggins is still on the roster. So they, they should be decent next year. I don't think they're a championship contender. I don't think they will be a championship contender. Even if they got the number one overall pick and pick James Wiseman, I don't think James Wiseman would move the needle that much except like I said if he plays to a size I don't know much about James Wiseman I'm not a scout I just the the, uh, the mock draft uh, pre-scout uh, yeah pre-scout mock draft analysis of him is that he he would he's a big kid who who's mobile shoot the three shoot from the outside and just needs to just play to his size okay Whatever. I can't really get too much more about James Wiseman. As far as the game between uh, Houston and uh, Golden State tonight, it should be lopsided. Houston's the better team. They got the two. They got two. The two best players on the floor would be James Harden and Russell Westbrook, both coming off All Star All Star appearances. Russell Westbrook has thrived in this small ball lineup that uh, Houston has gone to. So, and it should be really. Uh, not that much difficulty tonight. I mean, they're playing against a, a depleted Golden State team. So those are the national TV games tonight uh, as the NBA gets cranking. And then we're getting ready. To, it's the second half of the season, so it should be a lot more effort by these teams, maybe a little bit more defense in the second half of the season than it's been in the first half of the season because it doesn't – and earlier this year, just didn't see teams were all that interested in playing that much defense. Look like they just wanted to just – uh, shoot threes on most of these teams. Not all, just most of these teams. Just see how many three pointers we can put up or get up. Seems like every team wants to play like uh, how the Golden State Warriors had played over the previous seasons. Everybody's adapted that new way of playing, and some teams have been successful at it. Others, not so much. Not so much. But bad for the NBA that uh. They had a successful All-Star break. A lot of people like the new All-Star format. I, it is what it is. As far as I'm concerned, it's an All-Star game. It's, it's just a pickup game, exhibition game. Um, yes, I like the competitive fourth quarter, but I didn't take anything from Kawhi winning the MVP or to Giannis having a bad fourth quarter or LeBron getting in shot. I didn't take nothing from none of that stuff, man. It's just an exhibition game. And I get it. It gives people things to talk about. You know, they they need to fill uh, showtime on a daily basis. So they got to find something to to chat about. And the same thing I feel about the Major League Baseball, uh, all the players coming out against the Houston Astros or how – and then LeBron making his thing and how he would be offended 
if that happened to him, uh, that he was cheated out of a championship, all that stuff. Good. That's his opinion. Good for him. As far as giving his opinion. I can care less about the Houston Astros sign stealing uh, allegations or probe or whatever. And the, whatever the situation was between Rob Manfred and the Major League Baseball Players Association, the Major League Baseball players should be mad at their their, their union chief. If he, if he granted immunity to the Houston Astros players that they would not receive any discipline in this uh, scandal, then they should be mad at their union chief also, not just Rob Manfred. All in all this, and then some of these teams, you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees were also uh, accused of this at some point during last season of this video sign stealing. And the Dodgers and the Yankees are doing a lot of chirping about the Houston Astros. That's 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 kind of unique. Although they weren't mentioned in the report, and they still doing an investigation on the Red Sox. Uh, but anyway, uh, there were some teams that mentioned the Yankees and the Dodgers last just last season that they were videotaping uh, team signs. But the Yankees and the Dodgers are doing a lot of chirping, and even locally here, the the, the Atlanta Braves are also. Well, one guy is. They're they're doing some chirping. Baseball is a game where they're. Anyway, sign stealing has been a part of baseball forever. For as long as I can remember baseball, it, it's been that. And there's always somebody trying to get an edge in baseball. Baseball's had more cheating scandals than I think any other professional sport, to be honest with you. So if it ain't this, it'll be something else, and something else will come up. They had the steroid era, point shaving, all kind of craziness in Major League Baseball. Scuff balls pine tar on bats all kind of stupid stuff in baseball as far as get trying to get an advantage to the to, to the try to get as much an advantage as possible and this is just the latest thing so it doesn't matter to me you know and then players from and then a player from another another sport weighing in lebron's entitled to his opinion i can care less about his opinion but he's entitled to his opinion because I think, you know, in all competitive, in all pro sports, the teams are trying to get an advantage. I'm pretty sure in the NBA, there's some way, somehow, somebody's trying to get an advantage. Some way. They'll push it or, or go all the way up to the edge of breaking the rule or whatever the situation is to get an advantage over their opponent. So I don't. It's in one end, not the other, as far as I'm concerned. It's about it, in regards to the Major League Baseball in the Houston Astros and sign stealing. I don't agree with stripping them of the title. They want it. It is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. You didn't take away uh, players with their individual records and what they did. You tried to do it to Barry Bonds, but he's still regular season, 73 home runs. You can't. It is what it is. It happened. And again, while teams are saying, oh, the Houston Astros are this and this and that, there were other teams accused of videotaping teams' signs. Houston Astros just got busted. But around Major League Baseball, there have been other teams accused, Red Sox, Dodgers, and Yankees, to name a few, of doing it. And it's funny because when it was said last year, as I read the article, it was like, yeah, teams and people in baseball know it. 
So, yeah, the Astros got popped, and everybody on in baseball, and I'm specifically speaking about the Dodgers and Yankees are on their high horse, but they were also mentioned in the video uh, taping of uh, signs. Well, they're on that high horse now because the Houston Astros got popped, and they didn't. Really unique how that works. I didn't get caught. You did. Ha, ha, ha. That's my time. Thank you so much. Be easy today. Listen, if you listen to this show on demand, you missed it live. Please listen. Uh, please hit that like and subscribe button or whatever uh, platform that you listen to podcasts on. Also, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WWS underscore sports show. If you see the show on Facebook, um, please hit that like and subscribe button as I had a brain close up right then but anyway if you, um, on Facebook the show can be found Will's Take on Sports please like the Facebook page also on Sunday if you would like to join the conversation um, there's a description in the uh, there's a phone number in the uh, description box that you can call in and be part of the conversation um, and uh, whatever main topic there is in sports I'm pretty sure some of this uh, it'll be about the fight that happened on Saturday night and the return of the NBA and also of course the NFL has had started to do offseason signings or guys the guys are getting released out of their contract so that'll be probably be part of the topic also I close every podcast the same week I want you to say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things I holla please be safe today you hear me again on Sunday <laughs>